The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? I have lost. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've lost all of my audio. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna can just. You hear start me at least? I can hear. No, I cannot. Well, I mean, I can barely hear you faintly. Just, uh, but welcome everybody into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo <laughs> Rumblings Vidcast Network. It is so good to have all of you guys with us. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the uh, co-host of this year's show, uh, alongside my partner in crime, as always, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence the King, how are you tonight? Man, I'm good. Uh, it'd be better if you could hear me, so that way the show will flow. Oh, you're good. Okay, good. Gotcha so back. we're good. All right. <laughs> Got gotcha you back. Yeah. No, I'm doing good. I had I had uh, quite the day. Work was hectic, it, as usual. Um, but also, um, in, in the fantasy football world, I've been an active GM today. I traded away Josh Allen. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Heresy. Heresy. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Uh, but then, then some other stuff was going on, and around NFL, football is back, man. Football That's the back. first thing I got on my notes. Football is yes. back, <laughs> and all is well in the mafia household. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Stefan Diggs reported to camp. Uh, imagine that. What a what a surprise! Like <laughs> the the diva has has reported to camp. But no, football is back. It's exciting. Uh, camp for those that aren't aware. Camp. It's Wednesday, and training camp opened today. So the Buffalo Bills all reported. Uh, so designations, Von Miller started out on PUP, which was funny because he said in his press conference, he was hoping not to, and I was like, uh, what, <laughs> uh, clearly Naheem Hines, uh, non-football related injury with the jet ski thing that happened earlier this week. For those of you that did not hear, he was sitting on a jet ski in the water, still was not moving and somebody crashed into him. Um, so thoughts and prayers out to Naheem Hines, uh, as it happened, what, two days, three days before they had to report, which was just tragic news mm-hmm. for him. 
Uh, who else is on the PUP list? Uh, Tyler Medikevich with a knee with a leg injury, and then there was one other person, and I can't Ron, remember. I believe, that. obviously, Vaughn. Well, I, said, I, he... said, I said Vaughn. You said Vaughn. Okay. Yeah, and then there's one more, but I can't remember off the top of my head, top of my head who it was. But uh, yeah, they had a good day of practice today. I was not there. Jay Spencer King was clearly not there. I'm thinking about going Monday, possibly Monday and Tuesday. I've got tickets for Monday and Tuesday. My guy, our guy. Joe Marino is actually going to be in town, so I might go hook up with him. So what have you heard? Anything good coming out of camp? No, I mean, just all the clips that, that everybody else has seen so far on the Internet. Um, I, I like I like, you know, I just like the energy. It was cool to see DeMar Hamlin, um, you know, return to the field in some capacity, you know, in yeah. front of fans. That was a pretty cool thing to see. And, um, you know, Josh is incredible. Like, I, I didn't see any of the throw. Like, I didn't – I honestly didn't even read up about any of the football activities. It was just fun to see everybody get a chance to be close to the team again. I saw yeah. the clip where Josh hugged the little girl, and when I tell you I cried, I am not ashamed to admit it. I'm not ashamed. I cried. So, yeah, I love that dude, man. Like, I don't know how anybody can dislike Josh Allen. I just – I don't get it. I uh, So, it's funny because a couple things about what you just said. I'll start with the Josh Allen first. Josh Allen – did I text it to you when I said I'm not going to lie as a father of two daughters, one of one of which is obsessed with Josh Allen? Like it made me a little misty. Um, her reaction, yeah, like literally same thing. I was like, oh no, like <laughs> I could only like I could picture that being McKenna, and she's she's been in love with Josh Allen. The first year that we went to training camp uh, may have been 2018 uh, or maybe 2019. I can't. It might have been 2019. So like, and she was like throwing death darts out of her eyes at Brittany Williams <laughs> for being at practice, and I'm like McKenna. <laughs> relax <laughs> and she was she was young back then um and then on the demar hamlin thing um i said to beth i said you know it's crazy demar hamlin actually took the field as a full participant at practice and she's like wow that's amazing i was like yeah i was like i'm a little afraid for him and she's like why i'm like because what he went through is not normal and then to just run and it's funny because you and i talked when the whole thing happened and all the speculation about him recovering and blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't remember if it was you or me, but one of us said, just wait, just wait and see him return to the football field, like, and actually play again. Mm -hmm. Like what a day that'll be. So you and I kind of like, were like not out in front or prophetic, but like you and I were actually having that, that those conversations right after it happened. Like, you know, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be amazing if he recovered? So yeah, those are my two brief, quick takeaways from anything that I saw today on social media regarding training camp. Pretty amazing. Let me ask you this. I got two questions, but first, I'll start with, since you're on Hamlin, let's start with the Hamlin one that I have. Yeah. So he made his return today. Everybody is excited about that. We're all, um, you know, but what type of um, activity does he have to have this season? Uh, I feel like it's almost like the comeback player of the year is his to take, right? Like it, it's yeah. just, it's in his hands and it's basically like, just show up this year and you got it. <laughs> he, he pulled his best Jesus Christ, right? Like he rose from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> But with that being the case, my question is, it's like, look, Mike is back. We re-signed Jordan. We signed Taylor Rapp. Um, I'm hearing that Saran is being um, kind of mixed into, like, safety work, linebacker work. Uh, we still hear about Cam Lewis actually spending some time, you know, doing some. So what I'm saying is they have depth now in the secondary. Yeah. How much – will he win the award if he barely – you know, like, if he doesn't have, like, a – prominent role does he still win that award um i think well this is a tough conversation because i don't think he wins the award if he does not 
play the amount of snaps that he played or close to it next year or, the, or from last year. And the problem with that is that means that somebody's in doubt or in jeopardy, right? As far as mm-hmm. this season. So there's an aspect of like, I'd love for it to be a gimme. I'd love for it to be a first ballot automatic. It's that guy right there. Um, however, if he goes, the season is scratched six times as a healthy scratch because Micah and Jordan are healthy. Uh, and they want to go with Saran Neal, a bigger safety or somebody like that, or Taylor Rapp, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'd say it's I don't I don't think it's a gimme. And I think that I think he's potentially the first or second off the bench. But I also don't want to see Jordan Poyer or Micah, Micah Hyde hurt this season. Like what Jordan what, Micah almost had his career ended last year. So let's not mm-hmm. get, you know, like let's let's be good with Micah. And then Jordan, I mean, played through some of the worst injuries. I mean, the dude freaking drove or hired a car and drove to Kansas City last year and then drove home because they wouldn't clear him to be on an airplane. Right. So. Um, I to answer it's I don't know that I can answer the question. I don't think it's automatic. I think he's got to play. I mean, I do too, and I guess that's kind of now where my concern is coming when we're talking. Like, not concern. It's an award mm-hmm. that whatever, but like you know, at first talk or first conversation about it, it's like, oh yeah, if Demar comes back to play, he automatically gets it. But then, mm-hmm. like when you really look at it, and and I get yelled at sometimes by Bills Mafia because I say stuff I shouldn't say. But one of the things that I did mention was like last season. Um, before the injury, nobody in Buffalo was really like, okay, yeah, we're set because we got DeMar Hamlin. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying this to diss him, but I'm saying like, nobody was saying like, yo, we got all pro po and then we got pro bo Hamlin or whatever, you know, I don't know, but we didn't look at him that way. So again, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like, come back player of the year. Yeah. He comes back. He should, but how much he has to win those snaps. And right now we have depth and at that, at that safety position, I just feel like you actually have to put up some type of stats in order to get that award. So Daryl Fletcher puts in there, uh, or not Darryl, uh, Renaissance man. No, it wasn't. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was Ralph Wilson senior. Sorry. I have a very small screen that I'm working off of here. Not my normal studio, like widescreen stuff that Hyde could possibly win it. And not only Hyde, if the Buffalo bills win the super bowl, Micah Hyde could win it. Von Miller could win it. Like if, if if the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl and Von Miller is the guy that they brought in to, to like to be in the playoffs and win them a Super Bowl and he gets two sacks or three sacks in the Super Bowl, Von Miller could win the comeback player of the year if you think about it. So well, I think there's a they lot get the award out before the Super Bowl. Oh, gotcha. No, well, even, lead, even, before, yeah. even even leading up to it, I guess is my point. Right? Yeah, right. It's the week before the, the Super Bowl that they actually do that. But my but but leading up to it, as far as that goes, like if he's that guy, they probably have voted before the playoffs as well. So, I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. The jury, for lack of a better way of saying it, the jury is potentially out. What was your other question? Well, and then the other one. Uh, wait a minute. Who? Are, what were we talking about? Okay, it was Demar, and then uh, what was the first topic that we were on? Was it, it'll come back uh, to me. Just go ahead and move on. There. It wasn't it'll PUP. It wasn't PUP. It was uh was it Josh Allen? Yes, Josh Allen and uh yeah, it was Josh Allen and, and you getting misty eyed over uh No, it was it was flowing in the conversation, but it's okay. It'll come back to me when when because I my mind is on 15 different I'm looking at comments, then listening to you and so just <laughs> okay. It's all right, we'll get to it. No worries. Uh but it is good uh to have football back. How good was it to have press conferences? If for those of you that did not get into the press conferences today, um, and if today is Thursday for you listening to this in podcast form, please go back and listen to them. Stefan Diggs was amazing. I've got a clip amazing. from Stefan Diggs today. Uh, coach was good. Um, I was surprised. Did you pick up on the narrative? It came from three, at least three of the interviews, if not four. Um, I know this is the time of year talking to the media that you guys speculate and try to put pieces in place, 
But the worst thing you could do right now is start penciling guys in at certain positions. Right now, we're just trying to figure out who's going to play and who can play and who has the system down. Did you pick up on that? That like Mitch Moore said it, Coach said it, I think Josh said it. Like there was like three or four different people that said, don't read too much into what you're watching right now. Right now, we're just putting guys out there and challenging them. How well do you know the system? <laughs> and you know what? I think it's smart for them to, to kind of throw that out there and try to they're going to try to control whatever narrative comes out of Buffalo training camp. And I think that's smart. Um, now, sometimes I think it could be a bit much, but with this situation, the way the off season has gone so far with all the Steph drama, with mm. um, just, just all the attention on the locker room in Buffalo, I think it's smart for them this year to get out ahead of any type of whatever comes out of the media. We want to control what you guys talk about. So I think yeah. that's smart. Yeah, I do too. hundred uh, percent. It was just, it was just weird to continually. Hear. It was, it, it rang the, just trying to be the best version of myself, Bell, <laughs> for me, because everybody says it. It's like, okay, we get it. Don't pencil anybody in. Because I'll be honest with you, last year I was penciling some guys in that aren't on this football team anymore. Regardless of that, so, but uh, it is good to have football back. It's good. I think every training camp is now in session, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the Jets, hard knocks, uh, were one of the things that showed up on Twitter today. Just talking about iron sharpens iron in Sauce and Gardner against each other, playing each other man up. And they were very gracious to each other in that clip. Uh, what do you make of that duo? What do you do? You, do you find a situation where they're like, is Stefan Diggs making a corner better on this team? Is right? Is 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 Devontae Adams making a corner better on the Raiders? Like, do you buy into that hole, that hype? I do. Um, I don't know how much, but so I think I think Diggs absolutely made Trey White better before his ACL tear. Um, I would like to see maybe Steph take some initiative. Maybe he does. So I'm not saying it's like I know, but I would like to see Steph take some initiative. Go and work with Kyrie. You know, I know I know that, you know, he was drafted in the first round. We think he has all of the things necessary to be a very good cornerback. So work with him. And, and I feel like practicing against somebody as good as Stefan Diggs, when you get out there and you line up against, I don't know, who does the Patriots, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is a solid <laughs> receiver, but he's not. Well, no, I mean, he's solid, but he's not Steph. You know what I mean? You, so, you said that you said that better than I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to give me the, uh, the Juju Smith-Schuster in the Kelvin no. Benjamin voice. <laughs> No, I like Juju. I think Juju's actually. I wanted Juju in Buffalo. I, I wanted him as our third receiver, uh, you know, before the D Hop saga started happening. I wanted. I knew he was going to be a free agent. I wanted it to be Diggs, um, you know, Juju, and and at least that's how I, I felt it could have worked. I think Juju's a good receiver, but right. I think he needs a team around him to, to be his full potential. We saw him in Pittsburgh with Big Ben and, and AB. So I don't know, but. Um, I do think Steph makes people better if that's the case. Cause then you go and line up against somebody like Juju and it's like, Oh, this guy don't run routes like Steph. Oh, this yeah. is light work, you know? And so it's like playing Madden on all Madden. And then you go back and play it on rookie. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> okay. My takeaway from the video that we saw on Twitter today regarding hard knocks and those two lines. And that's going to be a fun episode or fun, whatever to watch as far as series goes was the amount of hands that sauce or that sauce had on, uh, uh, what's his name? The other gardener. Uh, what's the wide receiver's name? Uh, or Garrett? Miles Garrett, right? What's the wide receiver for the Jets? Miles Garrett about, is right? a defensive. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, wasn't it? Uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Keep talking. It'll be, it'll, it'll be in the comments. But regardless, my my only thing, my only takeaway was like, boy, sauce has a lot of hands on him. <laughs> Why am I? I don't I don't like when we have these brain. Farts. Garrett like, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yes, Garrett Wilson. 
I just <laughs> what I'm not even looking at our screen. I just pulled it up on Twitter, so I'm not. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. thanks, yeah. Daryl. Thanks, but, Sarah. But I, but I was just like, I was like, Sauce has an awful lot of hands on him. Like I don't think, and there's a ref standing right there. I was like, that's not legal. Like that's illegal contact. That's defensive holding. And like, and Garrett Wilson was like, Hey man, great D, great D. And I was like, eh, Maybe we'll I see. Know. I, I feel like I, I feel like um a lot of stuff that us as Bills fans and other um fans want to say is holding and interference i don't think that it is I, I looked at that play in the one from last week that sauce was covering somebody and everybody was saying it was interference i thought it was it was a perfectly legal play i yeah. i think i think sauce is a very good cornerback and i think a lot of times obviously he's not on our team so we're like that's that's pass interference that's a, it don't get caught man it's legal and he, there's some well, amount of hand fighting that's legal well, it's 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 not hand checking. It's where your hands are placed. So there was the one in the video where his hand was on his like rib pads, like up underneath his shoulder pads, which is illegal contact. Hand checking is hand checking. Sauce got a lot away a lot with having a hand on a receiver going down the field, and that's not legal in the NFL. We also know that certain players with certain names get and don't have calls made against them based on the name on the back of their jersey, and as much as sauce is good and he was just a rookie last year, I think there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of things that went his way. I'm just, I'm just going to say it that way. Just from, you think, just from, you think sauce came into the league with that pull? Yes. hundred percent. Wow. I and if he didn't, think... if he didn't have it by, if he didn't have it when he came in by week four, he did. I think the kids is a phenomenal cornerback. Like I, I actually, good. I have Bill's mafia. Actually, I remember one week I actually got dragged by Bill's mafia because I complimented him on Twitter. Like, I, and I told him straight out on Twitter, I was like, "Yo, man, I think you're gonna be defensive player of the year." All these Bills fans, really, you don't have to sweat him. You don't have to kiss his ass. No, I, I think the kid is phenomenal. I think he's a top four cornerback in the league right now. I think he's phenomenal and very good, but he's handsy. I can agree that he's handsy, but I think <laughs> he's, he, handsy. he's handsy in a legal way. <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not molesting these receivers. He's doing the right thing by them. You know, he's respectful. The rule book says that the, that the corner cannot put his hands on the receiver at all going down the field. Well, okay. That's what so the rules say. Trey, well, I mean, talk to Trey about it. Talk, <laughs> every game, not just, it's not just sauce. And I, I don't even know why I'm taking up for sauce. This guy's a jet. But the thing is, it's like, he's good, man. Like, yeah. Sauce is really good. I, I don't I don't see illegal contact and pass interference as much as other people do. Last season, Sarah, oh my god, dude, Sarah, Sarah hates sauce. Maybe hates a strong word. I think she hate likes is, sauce. Hate is a strong word. Yeah, James, yeah. No, I think she likes sauce. But but man, every chance she gets, oh, he's freaking holding. He's pass interference. I, she she goes in about him. So I mean, I get it. A lot of people, a lot of Bills fans have that take. We'll have to have a sauce recap every week on this show where we just go through the sauce plays to see yeah. what got called. Like, was this holding? Hold on, 22 just for that. I don't, not holding. Illegal contact is Illegal contact, holding. holding, pass interference, any of them. Yeah. We can go through his reps all of the and above. figure it out. Yeah, That's funny. Did you see the Aaron Rodgers news? I did. I did. Dude. Like, what do you think about that? Because uh, this is uh, it's interesting to me because to me, I feel like if he would have been willing to do that in Green Bay, they would have been by far happy to continue their relationship. Uh, I think Annie Agar is losing her mind, and I think it's rightfully so. So, I mean, she's got a, she's got a post out there right now on Instagram, to your point, just about the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers walks into New York, New Jersey, 
uh, is owed $110 million guaranteed uh, contract that they inherited from the Green Bay Packers with the trade. And he, not immediately, but he's been there for 10 minutes, almost immediately renegotiated, re- renegotiates his contract and basically walks away from $35 million, dropping his number to $75 million over two years. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's incentives in there to win the Super Bowl, so maybe he can get back to 110. But still, the leverage that that gets them to go out and do something else, like get a brother of a running back on the Buffalo Bills. Um, yes, to your point. Would things have been different in Green Bay if Aaron was willing to do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. answer. It's just crazy. And then you then you start to think, like, okay, well, was it really that he didn't want to be there? Or... Was it, you know, like what really is it? And to me right now, I see a completely different Aaron Rodgers than I did last year. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's energetic. He's happy. He's joking. Engage. with the, Engage. You know, he's, he's, he, you know, last year he was really short and sarcastic with the media. This year mm-hmm. he's talking about his favorite rappers. Like he likes Tupac and, and E40, all the, you know, he's talking about the West coast rappers <laughs> more than the East coast rappers. And it's like, it's just a level of freedom that I don't feel like we've seen out of Aaron Rodgers like this besides when he's on the Pat McAfee show. And I, I don't understand, mm. obviously it's New York and one is green Bay, but I'm saying like, I don't understand like as this professional as he is, this vet, this leader, this, all of the stuff that he's supposed to be this year that they're, that they're broadcasting him to be. Why was he not like this with the rookies last year? I don't know if you remember, but he didn't even mm. really want to do too much in training camp last year with the rookies. Right. Then he was frustrated with the rookies when the season started. He didn't want to throw to the rookies when the season started. Then he right. eventually built a relationship with, with Watson. Like, yep. Something, yep. like something is off, bro. Something yep. is off. I think it's just new kid in town type of a scenario. I think it's, I think if, I think year two, he'll look different. And if he was going to be there for six years, year six, he'd look way different. I think he'd look more like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, kind of the entitled little brat, right? Entitled little mm-hmm. spoil, which is what a lot, a lot of people talked about him when he came into the league, right? Is he was kind of an entitled little brat as far as that goes. So um, he's trying to make an impression. He's trying to do the right thing, which is good on him, but doing the right thing, Stefan Diggs doing the right thing isn't about doing it the first year you're here doing the right thing is like I've been in the league for nine years and I always go hard and I always train and grind is the first thing I do in the morning and that's never going to change right mm-hmm. um that's where that's where doing the right thing comes into play so yeah yeah uh, J-Dub says he says the Jets have gone and gotten all the free agency asked for Green Bay sent his wide receiver one packing um over money Although I guess Devontae Adams took a pay cut to go to Green Bay or to go to the Raiders as well, right? And well, I also think Devontae Adams wanted to go. I don't think Green Bay sent Devontae Adams packing. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae Adams packed his bags and said, I'm leaving. You know, it, it's it's different. Like Green Bay wanted to keep Devontae Adams. I don't know if everybody really remembers all of this. I mm-hmm. remember it specifically because my, my guy Jesse, who I have on code of conduct often at times during the season, he's a Green Bay fan through and through. And I can't tell you how many times we've argued about it. And same thing with Rick. They they both will continually, you know, they corrected me. <laughs> they corrected me. He wanted to he wanted to leave. He didn't take a pay cut. He got more money. Yeah, uh, it was it was Andy Agar that said that as well, that he took a pay cut to go to the Raiders. No, no, he he, he Devontae said <laughs> they took care of. Devontae. Oh, I'm not. He's, I'm not saying he's not set. Um, yeah. He's clearly set. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting conversation. The money thing. Um yeah, we'll see. Rogers feels Green Bay is too small for his ego. I don't think that's it. He's been there for too long for, for that. He understands the small fan base, just like Vaughn does now, just like Steph does. I mean, 
Steph was asked today if he still wanted to retire a bill, and he said yes. Sarah Larson asks, didn't he get his $37 million up front? That's not part of your guaranteed money necessarily. That's a signing bonus. So the guaranteed money he's walking away from is what's guaranteed to him over the next two years. So that 110 was what was guaranteed to him over the next two years, which he dropped to 75, which is crazy if you mm -hmm. ask me. Yep. And so, just for the record, I agree with J-Dub. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, J-Dub is right. He wanted that, to leave Green Bay. Yeah, it, he, he was just – and Green Bay was done with him too. They wanted to divorce. You know what I mean? Like, Green Bay was sure. tired. And wouldn't you be? Like, you just dealt with this. So you dealt with this with your last wife. Now you deal with this with this wife. It's like, man, I don't even want to be married no more. You know what I mean? Like, the first wife – because, look, think about it. Brett Favre, retired, unretired, retired, unretired, decided he wanted to play. Then he went to New York. Then he went back to Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now you the guy you got after Brett Favre. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, what do you want to do? Uh, do I think I want to retire? I don't want to retire. Oh, I want to be traded. I don't want to get traded. Every summer for the last five years, Aaron Rodgers kept them basically by the balls until training camp. Oh, I think I'm going to retire. No, I don't retire. You can start Jordan Love. No, no, it's me. Make up your damn mind, bro. <laughs> so at this point, it's just like I don't blame Green Bay. I got friends who are Green Bay fans, and they were ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And it's like – I just could never imagine saying I'm ready to move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I get it. I get it. Make up your damn mind, dude. What are you doing? That's funny. Uh, speaking of making up your damn mind, there's a lot of people out there making up their minds in regards to just... Uh... Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not gonna be able to show it either. How do I? Uh, do you have that screen? You probably don't have the screen. The so Jason McIntyre was on the Colin Cowherd show, uh, uh, I and he it up. and he went through. Let me know when you've got it up because I've, I've navigated to another screen. Yeah, he yeah. went through in his mind because he's made up his mind, and who knows how much influence Colin has right in in this content in this product in whatever it is that. You know, he's he's presenting at this point, but he made up his mind on who the top 10 best quarterback and head coach duos are in the NFL. Should I just go down the list? Oh, you've got it up. Good. Should I just go down the list or oh, I can barely see it? No worries. I'll go down the list instead of telling you where Josh and Coach McDermott end up, ended up. Should I just go down the list? Yes, I'll go down the list. Yeah. So at number 10. The Browns, Deshaun Watson, and uh, I want to say Kitchens is not Kitchens. Uh, who's their head coach? You to draw a blank on me too. He should get fired. I don't know. <laughs> he is it Kevin Stefanski? <laughs> yes, I think that's it. Uh, number ten, Deshaun, the Cleveland Browns. He should get fired. That's so funny. Well, he might this year if uh, Deshaun Watson looks like hot trash like he did last season. Number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Doug Peterson and uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. I don't. I don't know that I've got a problem with number nine being on this list. So what, let's let's just encompass the list, right? So I don't know that I've got a problem with who's on the list at number nine. I probably have a problem with Stefanski and 
uh, and, and Deshaun Watson being on this list at all. Do you have a problem with them being on it, or do you think they're in the top ten? I think they're – I mean, we'll see this year, but I, I think Deshaun is going to be a lot better than he was last year. I mean, he sat out for a full year. He didn't have really – I mean, he played a couple games in the preseason, but he really didn't get reps. He really right. so I, no, I think Deshaun is going to be. I mean, unfortunately, I want to. I want that guy to fail as much as possible, but I think he's going to be all right. Somehow at number eight, do you still have it up on the screen? Somehow at number eight, the, yep. for those of you that, that can't see it at home, is the Bengals. And by somehow, I mean how are they at number eight? I mean the Bengals, right? I mean they've got to be in the top three, right? I mean, as much as I thought Zach Taylor after his rookie season as a head coach was going to be hot garbage and get fired by his second season. Like he has shown up for lack of a better way of saying it. Like that dude is, is kind of proving that he is a good head coach. Um, and then it's hard to argue with Burrow. Number seven, the Los Angeles Rams with Stafford and McVay. Um, still deserving to be in the top 10 best duos. Do they belong in the top 10, maybe number 10. What do you think? I'll say so. Just, I mean, last year, you know, with Stafford's injuries and and the way the team was, you know, the two of them together, I I still put them pretty high. I think I think when he's healthy and yeah, I, I think they're fine. Number six, Tua, and I'm not even going to mention his name. The head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I think they're a top ten duo. I do not have them above. Really? I do. do you think, so he so he came in at what eighty two Tua eighty two or eighty one. I think that NFL. list is ridiculous. That ri- that list how is, is he, ridiculous, how, bro. How is he? How is he in the top one hundred at all? Tua? Yes. I mean, when you look at the way that he was dismantled in certain games last year, and when you look at the injuries that he had, I don't know how he's a top one hundred player. Joe, sure. G- give Come it to now. me. Don't give let. I me. mean, don't let your Bills fandom cloud your judgment man like let's be honest we got to be honest when you look at what the Niners did to him and the Chargers did to him you think he's a top 100 player in the NFL yeah people have bad games I can talk about bad games that Josh has had too those are two games in a row and the only game that compares to those two for Tua would be the Bengals playoff game (laughs) the Bengals playoff game (laughs) All right, you think Tua is worthy of being on that list I do not at this point anyways he might after this year but I don't think he's worthy of being on that list right now or last year number five number five the Vikings good old Kirk Cousins that's a conversation that goes back and forth with you and me a million years ago uh, when we first started this show Uh, worthy of number five no No, I don't not at all if like I would probably I would probably have them closer to nine. Number four, the Eagles. Closer to ten. Really? See, I think four is four to five is appropriately placed for them. I don't. I think I don't but see, I don't believe in Jalen Hurts like everybody else does. I think he's capable of running that system effectively and well to the point of being a great quarterback, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying that he is going to sit in Josh McDaniels offense and run play quarterback the way that Tom Brady played quarterback. Now, keep in mind as well that I believe that the Eagles offense and the Bills offense are very similar. So, like, I think he's running Josh's offense, the Dable offense, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think I think Jalen Hurts is very good. But I think he's a very good fit for that offense, which that's why that duo piece for me, like for those two to be together, I think there's I, maybe not four or five for me. Last night on the chop up, 
I'm, I debated with Jeremy and uh, Sterling about this, and I was not this exact conversation in this list, but I was talking about how you know I think Jalen Hurts, I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback, but right now the 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 praise that he's getting and the love fest that they have for him, I don't think that he's um, I don't think he's really earned like. Mm the top mm. five quarterback in the league discussion yet. And if you look at the roster that they have, they have a phenomenal, you, you put, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the conversation last night was you put Tyrod Taylor on that team and they're still a very good team. Do they For make sure. a Super Bowl? Probably not. But Tyrod Taylor's statistics with the same, like through 44 games, 45 games, they closely mirror um, oh. his stats. That's a good uh, argument. And, so I pulled that up yesterday, or we talked about it on the show. I didn't pull that up. I can bring it up right now and show you. It's like, you know, and I'll bring that back up when, you, when you're ready to, to share that again. But we, you know, we, I get it. Like, in one regard, we talk about these guys and we're just like, yeah, he's he's this, he's that. But I just don't think these guys are, you know, we, we jump too quickly to award somebody all of this stuff. So look at this. Mm. 45 games for Jalen, 44 for Tyrod. Yep. Um, the record, Jalen Hurts won one more game than Tyrod. Okay. Completion percentage, Tyrod wins by 0.3%. Pass yards, Tyrod has him beat by almost 1,000 yards. Yards per – or average yards per game, right? Pass yards. Or no, average per play. That's per play. Jalen got him beat by 0.6 yards. Pass yards per game, Tyrod got him. Pass touchdowns, Tyrod got him. Interceptions, Tyrod has less – passer rating Tyrod got so what I'm saying is wow. now I understand wow. that Tyrod is not the guy he's not a franchise guy and I know that Jalen is going to grow more to be the guy but this right. is Jalen's career so far right this isn't this isn't Jalen like being that dude this is Jalen right now so so for me it's like why Tyrod Taylor got ran out of Buffalo for these numbers we said that he was too safe for these numbers <laughs> and now I was, he's and, I was one of them I was one of them and and, and now Jalen Hurts is going to be top five quarterback in the league, putting up the same shit that Tyrod missed me, man. Miss me. Mm, Miss me. Mm, so, mm. No, I don't put him top five. I don't. Gotcha. Perfect. That's a, that's a solid take and a solid argument. Number three, rolling in at number three, the purple people eaters. And I don't mean the Vikings. They've already been mentioned. So the other purple people eaters uh, in Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. I don't know, man. To me, this, this duo after the last couple of years is sitting around seven or eight for me. Number three. You see number three? I say number three. Really? Yeah, he got injured last year. That's all the way. If he wasn't injured, man, and and if we're gonna if we're gonna use injuries to rank, then yeah, we could drop him down a bit. But when he's healthy, that team is scary. And it's like I don't. Well, three might on. be high. I might say I might say as a duo, maybe closer to six. Maybe he's a little high. he's scary. Harbaugh and him together aren't necessarily scary. Well, I think Harbaugh is an amazing coach. So I think he puts Lamar in a position to be the best. Like even going to get the, the offensive coordinator they had was to make yeah. sure Lamar was the best version of himself. Now I think no they're going to do a little more, you know, passing and all that stuff. So he's not injured as much, which is right. good. But but no, uh, I think like I said, three might be too high. We yeah. can give him six. And, 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 and number two, and I'm just going to go there because I know who you're thinking already. Right. It's our boy. It's our guy. Nope. Not according to this list. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, two guys that have never worked together ever before. Yes. One is a coaching genius that inherited Drew Brees. I said it that way. I did. 
And the other one is Russell Willis, Wilson, who has struggled to make, you know, or to, to earn his first MVP, even when he has potentially had been deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Number number two, Peyton, Russell Wilson, Spence. I know you didn't create this list, but talk talk me talk me into this. How is now it? I... I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words. The last time we saw Sean Payton, what was his record? You know, and uh, they and didn't Russ, make the playoffs. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't and he play. and he left them with with a horrible salary situation uh, in a in a shell of the team that they once were. Mm. So I, I don't know. I, I I have no idea. But again, I understand that this is the time of year where um, these guys. Well, Colin Coward wasn't the one that did it, but these guys are just looking for you know they they want they, they want people to talk. So and then obviously the only spot we have left, the number one spot goes to the the the, the duo that you would you expect know. it to be, Andrew Reed and Pat Bet Holmes, which basically nobody's going to argue their place at number one for top quarterback and top uh, head coach duo. However, what it brings about, getting back to what we were talking about, which is making up their mind, people have made up their minds. Josh Allen and Sean McDermott are not on this list. And I don't know if it's a matter of like he's trying to take a risk, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk on some of this stuff, and I'm gonna be bold in my prediction. I don't know if he's trying to get clicks. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that right now on a list of a top ten from somebody, a show that is nationally ranked and nationally rated. Granted, fill in host, and again, we don't know how much. I promise you, Colin Cowherd doesn't leave that show on vacation or a day and doesn't know what they're talking about. He greenlights yeah. everything they're talking about. Yeah. Josh Allen and Sean McDermott were left off a best, a top 10. They're not even left off a top 10 list for best quarterback and head coach duo. Here's the here, here is what I pose to you. Sean McDermott just signed a contract extension, which most of the media pretty much lauded. Some Bills fans did not. Most of the media talked about it. However, Josh Allen, you will not be able to find anybody that's not a rival AFC East fan deny that Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the NFL, possibly top two. Some people believe maybe top one, right? Mm -hmm. You can't argue it. Every news person, media person, sports journalist, you name it, Josh Allen, top three quarterback in the NFL, possibly top top three athlete, right, overall in the NFL. Meanwhile, the person that he stitched to in this poll and polls like this and, and, and minds that are being made up is Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott ranks so low that Josh Allen, by default, doesn't find the top ten. Is that literally, like, how does – I don't understand how you could have – a quarterback ranked that heavily that burrow is in the same in the same spot i mean burrow is it's one two three mahomes allen burrow right burrow at number eight well i think that's because of coaching i don't think i don't no, think no, are you ready I to agree. Say Zach is, I, okay. I agree i agree with you it's because of coaching like how does mcdermott but how does mcdermott dra- everybody wants to either everybody wants to heap praise on it being mcdermott's defensive system at the same time being upset or concerned about him running his own defensive system. Regardless of that, you look at McDermott's defensive rankings outside of potentially last year, which weren't still necessarily like worst in the league. How does McDermott drag Allen so low that he's not even in somebody's consideration for top 10? 
That's the question. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's a good question. I think, I think for me, I think for me, it just comes down to the fact, and I, I hate to say this because I feel like it's an excuse that Bills fans now we tend to use when we really just don't have an answer. But I really think this is the case in the situation. Mm-hmm. I just think Buffalo isn't the sexy big market. To, like it doesn't get. To, yeah, Josh Allen gets clicks and people love Stefan Diggs. Sure, sure. But but still, Buffalo overall, it's not the sexy. It's not sexy to talk about Buffalo. Right. Uh, we have to be winning and we have to be winning really, really big and in good ways for us to get the attention. And then when we lose, then, OK, it all comes crashing down. Josh Allen couldn't be a top three quarterback because he still can't get past Patrick Mahomes. He can't get past the Bengals. So so now, which is what we want. We want to get back to a place where we're the underdog. I think Von Miller mentioned that today, and I think we all would love that. But it's absolutely insane. It's it's. One of the worst that that list is one of the most horrible lists, and this is this isn't even me being a Bills fan. I don't you don't have to put Sean and and you know you don't have to put them at number one, two, or three. They're not right. in the top ten. Are you kidding right. me? Right. Two, three That's... years ago, when I was on Buffalo Fanatics, I did a podcast back then saying that Sean McDermott was a top five coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. And everybody and everyone I know says Josh Allen is at least three. Just depending on who you talk to. So if Josh is three and and Sean is five, that averages out to a four. So how the hell did these guys don't even show up at all in the ten? I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I like math. I do math for my job. <laughs> I know how to divide and add and all that stuff. I love. I love that you turn towards the work keyboard. Yeah, I got my work right here. I do I math do for my for my I job. Do math. All day I do math. That's why I'd be tired of y'all because my mind be, <laughs> I'd be tired of y'all telling me that I'm wrong. I'd be wrong. That is amazing. And that is a uh, true branded Jay Spencer King character, and that's why we love it. Speaking of character, and this is our last topic as we talked a little bit about just uh, press conferences. I have pulled down one of Stefan Diggs' answers um in the press conference, and I pulled it down because I felt like it was the moment where he broke character. Um, and you see it early because like all these guys are somewhat coached, right. To be on camera, to be asked questions. They don't just like throw them out there. I mean, Scott Birchold, who is unbelievably awesome as a dude, you know, lived here in Buffalo for 20 years as that guy where at one point, Doug Marone, you name a head coach is looking at him as to whether or not they're going to answer the question. Coach gets answered asked the question and they look at Scott and Scott's either going, okay, yes, you can answer it or no, you can't answer it. These guys get coached up even when it comes to pressers. I felt like Steph really because of the question broke out of character. So let's watch the clip real quick. We'll talk about this question and then we'll talk about a couple other things in regards to Steph. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see where the night takes us. So this is Stefan Diggs today. Ask me your exact question. Because you're kind of going all over the place. I feel like you're trying to not ask a question, but just ask a question, please. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Oh, thank you. Well, obviously. Well, I mean, you know, Coach had talked. Coach had came up. He said that he misspoke. Like, 
I don't know if anybody has a family here. Everybody has family issues. Everybody has family problems in the house. Like, uh, I was here. I did have a conversation with Coach, uh, you know, and I like to keep things in-house, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, as a player in this, I've been in the league. I'm going on my ninth year right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a very – I got more football behind me than I do in front of me. Mm. Um, my main focus and my only focus is winning. Super Bowls is, is – I mean, everybody say they want a Super Bowl, but we've had legitimate chances at this thing, like – um, we've had the team, we've had the coaches, we've had everything that we needed. And f- as far as us not getting over the hump, I feel like uh, it's always asked for a cause for a conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I always wanted to have a conversation. And we have an open-door policy. Coach will tell you he has an open-door policy, and I've had those conversations. So I, tr- I try to keep a lot of things in-house. But, mm. you know what I'm saying, it's regarding last year, obviously the way we lost was was just terrible in any regard. You know, any, you don't want to lose any game. But we've lost for a couple years at this point. And, We've been trying to get over the hump, and obviously it calls for a lot of frustration. But uh, all in all, like as far as with that, I was here. But he did have a conversation. Me and him did have a conversation. It's all water under the bridge now. But I could I attribute it to like I mean, family matters. You know what I'm saying like I, I don't like dancing around things. I don't like I don't like those kind of questions. Black and white is everybody has family matters. We had a conversation. Everything is all as well. Uh, water under the bridge. Now we back at work, and you know. I look at football, you know, it's kind of hard. It's a business at the end of the day. But when you go out there and you fight tooth and nail, you put a lot of sweat equity into this thing, it starts to feel like a family. So for me, um, I kind of keep everything in-house, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, uh, we had those conversations. Everything that needed to be said was said, and we talked it out as men, uh, everybody involved. So there's people that think that I'm going to, like, blast digs. When I say that he came out of character, I mean that in a positive way. To me... That was the real Stefan Diggs. And I think you, you can associate and translate everything that happened at OTAs based on that. And the note that I took was I got the feeling from, from his response, right? We were close. We've been close in the past. And we fell short again. He had that problem in Minnesota, if you listen to his whole presser. We were close. We had a great team, good team. Uh, or great team, subpar, good team, subpar, whatever he said, or average, yada, yada. So he's been close. And I feel like when I translated what he was saying, and this is just me, he walked into McDermott's office, open door policy, and said, we've been close. What is going to be different this year, right? So 2023, that's going to result in us winning the Super Bowl or winning the championship. So I think he went in, and I'm not saying he questioned McDermott, but I think he walked in and was like, open door policy, I've been close before, what what's changing what is different this year make me buy in make me believe make me whatever you want to say and i'm not necessarily sure that mcdermott (laughs) we've all got ego we've all got pride maybe liked the initial conversation much right which then turns into family talk (laughs) family talk turns into you know what we're not going to get this resolved today there was probably somebody in the room Cooler heads will prevail. Steph, why don't you go ahead and go home? Come back tomorrow. Cooler heads, we'll talk about it then. But to me, it sounded to me like Steph was in that office just saying, what's going to be different this year? Because we've done this close thing. Yeah. What's different? I agree. I mean, I feel like that's – I think that's part of it. You know, I think that obviously the the stuff that – they're trying to say was overblown between he and Josh. I don't think that it was overblown. I really think that there was um, a disagreement or miscommunication. Those guys, from what I hear uh, from sources who I trust, 
Um, they didn't speak much over the offseason as much as they normally have since they've been teammates. And um, there's some other things that I can speak on that I have direct knowledge of that I, that I won't. But just note, Stefan Diggs had a charity event. And also, there was something that came out of there that made it known that there was clearly an issue between Steph and Josh. And not an issue like Steph didn't want to be on a team. Not right. an issue like he didn't want Josh as a quarterback but more so about communication and moving forward about how they are going to fix it. So I agree with what Joe said, but then I also still think, and this isn't being overblown. I'm not trying to make yeah. a new thing to talk about, but I just think there, there is both sides. It's a, Hey coach, what are, what are you going to do now to change it? Cause we're close and we should be winning. And then also yep. Josh, what the hell, man? <laughs> so I think it's the combination of both and yep. it just blew up to be a big deal. And I think that's why Josh, um, when you go back and listen to the presser that he gave when all of this first went down, I think that's why Josh um, took so much accountability for it because it actually – it didn't sound like regular quarterback talk when he's like, oh, no, I'm the leader of the team, so this is on me. It wasn't that. Mm -hmm. He specifically said, no, I mean, there's some things that I can do better when it comes to stuff that, you know, will make this work. But he's specific – like, so I just need you to understand when yep. the team – got and if and we, you know, watch him a lot the way that we do – you start to see, like Joe said at the top of this, when he was talking about how this is a time that Steph stepped outside of his comfort. This wasn't presser Steph. This was mm -hmm. Stefan Diggs. Like we got to, yep. to see and hear Stefan Diggs. And I think that other time we got to see and hear Joshua Patrick Allen. So, yeah. and yeah, I do I, I forgot to say this. By the way, everybody tonight, uh, Line the Game is canceled. Uh, Jerry and Sarah will not be following us. So, mm -hmm. uh Enjoy the, enjoy the weather. I, I hear it's uh, hot and it was raining and all that stuff in Buffalo. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Not where I you're am. Not, you're not 80, in Buffalo. Yeah. You're, I mean, an hour south, it was 85, no rain. Beautiful on a lake. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting back to the Steph thing. So as it pertains to that question, somebody put in there that, yeah, that's it. Renaissance man said he wanted some assurances. I feel like Steph has the right to ask what's going to be different this year. Mm -hmm. We've tried this already. What is going to be different? And I also feel at the same time that McDermott had the right to maybe be a little upset because he's the guy in charge. And there's a way that you come at me, right? There's a way to have this communication. There's a way that we dialogue together, family or not. And normally, let's be honest, when we're family, we don't communicate well. We tend, tend to communicate semi-poorly. Semi uh, hey, real trouble? quick. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Tracy. She says she's late. I feel like she's trying to take over for Pam this season. So like is Pam <laughs> gonna be on time and then Tracy's gonna be late every show? Like, is that is that what's about to happen? That's hysterical. Um, when I was having trouble with the video, I was gonna ask you, was there anything that kind of I have one thing. Was there anything that, that stood out to you in his presser? The presser was amazing. It was a great, like everybody's yes, A plus, everybody's giving it to him. Was there anything else that stuck out to you in his press conference? Um I think I think for me, the biggest thing that stuck out is that I, at least for me, I I feel like he wants to be in Buffalo. Oh, like, I think, yeah, I think, he said that. Well, no, but I mean, you know how sometimes people say things and it's like, are they saying that to be, you know, to smooth things over for the media or is it what he feel? I, I truly believe him when he says, no, 100 percent, sir, I want to be here. When Sal asked that question. He was a hundred percent sure that he wanted to be in Buffalo, and it, the retire, retire bill. Yeah. He was asked that twice, and he said twice, "I want to retire a Buffalo Bill." Yeah, for sure. So I'm with just, it. Uh, just what's as the take I said, on this? Just as I said that, just as I said that, it's starting to rain. 
Oh, it's not running here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, Dan Freddie asked this. It, it was an opinion, so really not a question. But I just want your opinion on this because I feel like I hear this a ton from Bills fans who feel like they're um, in the know as far as this part, like what, what happened with Britt. Um, so it says, my honest opinion, Josh's personal life, Britt being a part of it, was affecting Josh as a quarterback and or his playoff performance versus the Bengals. And Diggs was pissed. If that's the case, then I applaud Diggs. What do you what do you think about that opinion? Because I feel like that's a common theme going around uh, with Bills Mafia. What that that their relationship was tumultuous. Uh, I guess it, that just that it was affecting his play in general, not necessarily that it was tumultuous, but oh, even gotcha. just that it was affecting his play. Um, I mean, one thing that I'm known for. <laughs> is being a relatively strong individual. You know me well, confident, right? Um, I'm not necessarily afraid of anything. Um, any, any, if there's an issue in front of me, I'm going to, I'm going somewhere with this. If there's an issue in front of me, I'm going to tackle it. Um, <laughs> there's, there's one person in this world that I'm afraid of, and it's my wife. <laughs> so is it possible that something was going on in their relationship that was causing him issues or trouble or something that he was doing that was causing her trouble that then caused him trouble and distraction a hundred percent. But if we're going to laud Stefan Diggs, great. I mean, you know, Hey man, good job stand, uh, sticking up or stepping up or whatever, you know, saying your piece as far as how you feel about Josh Allen allowing himself to be distracted by his ex-girlfriend of forever, however long, but now he's dating an actress <laughs> And there's like conversations of marriage and wedding rings circling. So is he going to talk? Is he going to tell Josh he can't have a girlfriend at all, or he just can't have one type of girlfriend? Because I I don't. How do I say this? So relatively acquainted with Brit, um, but I, I can't speak to their relationship. But for me, leaving one relationship to all of a sudden end up in one where you apparently have told people you want to put a ring on it provides a whole nother level of complication and distraction in my opinion. I, I will say that I feel like when it comes to stuff like this, it absolutely affects people. So I can agree with the thought behind it. I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of, it's so many rumors right now stemming it's, from that game. So now like there's so many rumors. It's ridiculous. Insane, actually, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Know, you. I agree with you. Some some can be you know believed. Some are seeming unbelie un, uh, unbelievable. Um, you know, there's there's some stories out there that I know are true, and there's some that are out there that I know are not true. Um, but yeah, it's a weird situation. Um, so for me, <laughs> and I don't want to leave on a bad note, but we're going to leave on a bad note probably, unless you unless you have the ability to turn it, and I believe in you. Jay Spencer King, I believe in you. Um, <laughs> Stefan Diggs said he's expecting a huge year from Gabe Davis. And then he said, Gabe Davis in his mind is the number one. And I have no doubt in my mind that if I wasn't here, Gabe Davis would step in and be the guy. And it just left me with lingering thoughts of, God forbid something were to happen to Stefan Diggs and he had to miss some time. Hmm. What do you expect from Gabe Davis and this entire football team? 
I mean, well, I expect Gabe to have a big year. It's a contract year for him, but right. um, well, maybe that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what I'm hoping. I would love to see him look like a wide receiver one. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, me too. I just, uh, I got to see it, right? I got to see it first. Wildly amazing as wide receiver three with two strong guys in front of him. I know he was injured not overly impressive as a wide receiver too. So we'll see. Right. So, and who knows, maybe Dalton Kincaid takes some of that pressure off of him. I think Dalton, I mean, if they use him properly, I think Dalton can have a bigger year than him if they use him properly. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So anything else as far as the, any of the pressers, Stefan Diggs, anything? No, I, I mean, I thought, I thought his presser was amazing. I, I, I like, um, you know, I watched all the pressers, and I, I think it was refreshing to hear the guys um, after some football activity, and it feels like everybody is rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, it just it takes. I'm excited for the season. You know what I mean? Like, but but to me, the pressers, the pressers were the biggest part of the day, and Demar running on the field. Uh, you know, does anybody become more of a kid than Josh Allen on first day of camp? Like the no. dude is <laughs> just like my kids. He is look. He has been looking forward to camp check in. <laughs> For months, like that dude, just absolutely one hundred percent loves camp, which is really really funny. Uh, that is all I think I've got that I want to talk about for the show. Is there anything else that you would like to speak about before we get out of here? No, no, no I feel like it's a good show. I'm ready for uh, some more, you know, training camp. So next Wednesday, I feel like we'll have like a well, no, no, next Wednesday because today was the we were supposed to start our offensive roster projection. Mm-hmm. So next week we'll be doing our roster projection for offense. And then the following week will be defense. So this week yeah. we kind of just, just kind of hit a pivot because some other stuff came up and we were like, yeah, let's talk about that. So, yeah. And I, and I will be at camp at least one of the two days uh, next week, two, Monday or Tuesday. So I can kind of bring some, if I see anything or whatever, I can talk about that briefly. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline. In my opinion, a very fast Hump Day Hotline. I looked up and it was like 50 minutes past the hour. I was like, what happened? And then you made the announcement about line to gain. And I was like, oh, we're okay. <laughs> but uh, it's been good to have you guys. We are working our way back into midseason form as the season is just right around the corner. Buffalo Bills reported to training camp today, which is awesome. Football is back and everything is good in the Mafia household. My name is Joe Miller. The voice of this here, the voice of this show, one of the co-hosts of this year's show. I, I jumped into overreaction mode. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That over there is my co-host, Jay Spence the King. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Spence the King. But for me, for Jay Spence the King, for all of Buffalo Rumblings, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.